Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. Hello there and welcome to the podcast. Coming up, a woman by the name of Sandrine Marwa. She is a photographer and an author and she is going around and she is documenting all of Winnipeg's 600 murals. It's Friday, so that means it's Friday Fun Day with Fiona Odlum. And we'll talk to Bob Irving, who is in Edmonton, getting ready for the Grey Cup. Please rate this podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast. And now, I won't make you wait any longer. The podcast. Our uh, next guest here is Sandrine Marwa, Marwa, and uh, she was born in France, but she's been here in Winnipeg for about 15 years. She is a photographer, an author. You're a French instructor. Yes. Give me a bit of French. Bonjour. Very good. Uh, Comment ça va? There you go. Yes. Uh, I was going to get you to say Black Friday or something, but you were saying uh, traffic is crazy out oh, there. Oh, absolutely. It's Black yeah. Friday. It's like, I forgot it was Black Friday. Yeah. But traffic to come here was terrible. Sorry to bring you to Polo Park on oh, Black no, I'm Friday. I'm really happy to be here. No, Are no, no, no. Good. No. Well, I'm glad no you're worries. here. Thank you for coming in. Thank you so for So you've me. decided to go out. You're an artist, and you've decided to go out and sort of document uh, all of the murals that we have. And we certainly have a lot of murals, don't we? Yes, more than 600. More than 600. It's a lot. Wow. So it's going to take, take years for me to complete a project. But it's... Fantastic. It's fascinating to see how active the artistic community is here. I come from Europe. No one knows Winnipeg over there. So I want to put Winnipeg on the map for something else than being a Canadian city. Right. I want it. I then want being Winterpeg and all the things that mosquitoes. And the and... two seasons we have here. Yes, right. <laughs> so I really want to put Winnipeg on the map and also in my own way, um, celebrate the artists here because we have so much talent. It's absolutely crazy. So the murals are, are outdoor exhibits. So why don't we take advantage of it? People know in Winnipeg there are uh, murals. They know in their districts, but they don't know the murals are all sprinkled around the city. Um, so I, I really want to start a conversation on art because there are so many artists here. And I read somewhere that there are actually more artists then there are people to support them. Hmm. So it's it's interesting. We talk about Vancouver, Calgary, Toronto, but we never talk about Winnipeg. Yeah. So I would like people to talk about Winnipeg and also talk about art. Because these days people take art as something, some kind of a joke or hobby. So uh, they don't always take artists seriously. Yeah. So it's fantastic to actually show what makes Winnipeg such a beautiful city. Well, and no question, the murals make our city even more beautiful. Oh, absolutely. A- absolutely. Oh, yeah. Do you have, and you said more than 600 out there, do you have a favorite or two? Uh, <laughs> can you pick or, or oh, not? It's so hard. Uh, it's really hard. But I've, I've photographed about 100 murals so far out of the 600. And... I really, really like the series. Uh, it's uh, called the Arctic Back Alley. It's I think it's a Wolseley on, I can't remember the name of the street right now, but it's a series of about 12 murals by the artist Cal Barteski, and she specializes in Arctic animals, especially bears. And she painted those murals on garage doors all over that back lane, uh, and um, it's amazing. And I met her 
while she was working on one of the murals, wow. and it was fantastic. I talked to her for a few minutes. She probably doesn't remember me because she was very busy, but it's also a fantastic opportunity to meet the artists while they're working on it. So it's... Uh, and yeah, this is say, 12 murals in a back lane. On garage doors. Wow. It's not even on walls. Yeah. And what is very specific about the murals here that when we think about murals, we think about walls. But there are sheds. There's garage doors. There are also uh, controlled traffic boxes as well. If you go to St. Boniface, there's a few control box, um, traffic control box. That somebody boxes. is uh, mural yeah. up. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So, and, and what is really interesting about those murals is that they're each a reflection of the neighborhood they're in. So, of course, you after a while, you recognize the artist because there are artists who have designed so many different murals in the city, and you kind of recognize their styles. But they manage to blend the style in what makes the district so special. Mm. So each district is specific in Winnipeg, as you know. And each mural reflects that specificity of the district they're yeah. in. So. I think this is cool that you're doing this because I think we take it for, it's one of those things that we kind of take for granted, eh? Yes. You know, I mean, obviously, if you've got a big bare wall and somebody puts a beautiful mural on there, obviously, it, it it's uh, an improvement, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right. The talent of some of these artists oh, yeah. is amazing. Like, people should be paying big money to have this done. And in many cases, it's that artist doing it for love. Yes, but they're, they have sponsors, right? They have right. Winnipeg Biz and they yeah. have sponsors. So I know it's a win-win for everyone. Mm-hmm. But what is really interesting and I find fascinating about this project in general is that it involves kids as well. So if you go to some schools, kids and mentors have worked on murals as well. Mm-hmm. So it's really a project and the whole murals in Winnipeg, the whole thing involves kids as well. So it's about appreciation of art as well, which is fantastic. yeah. yeah. Do we have uh, here in Winnipeg, are we known as a city with a lot of murals compared to other cities or are other cities doing this too? <laughs> okay. Murals have been around for a sure. very long time. Yeah. Uh, and since I started sharing my photos online, people have said, wow, 600 murals. In Paris, there are about 50 of them. Isn't that And a lot of eh? them were not sponsored by anyone. They're like tagging. But... That huge number of murals anywhere else, I've never heard of that. And I've talked to many people who are mind blown Hmm. by what I've been showing them. But that number, that huge number, more than 600. And and the thing is, it's not promoted that much. Yes, you'll find specific websites on the internet promoting specific neighborhoods. And there's a tour or two, I think, too, that go around and, and look at some of them, yeah. But there's only one website called the Murals of Winnipeg, uh, created by Bob Buchanan, that actually lists them all. So each uh, photo has the name of the artist, uh, the year was created, the sponsors, of course, and uh, a backstory for each. So Mm. it makes things so much easier for me when I research because I can look at the website and see, oh, there's a mural on such and such streets. So this is what I'm going to do today. But there's only one website in the entire world that Mm -hmm. lists them all. Wow. You mentioned tagging. When does tagging become a mural or a mural become tagging? Because they're (laughs) there. Yeah. (laughs) Because, you know, if somebody owns a building and somebody tags it, I've seen Mm -hmm. some of that graffiti and I agree. It's very well done. It's almost beautiful, you could argue. But it's on the side of a building that's owned by somebody. Somebody lives there. Maybe it's not welcome, right? That's a, a very uh, what, tricky situation. From my understanding, 
they have an agreement with the owners of the buildings. That's what it is. And right. since they have sponsors, uh, Winnipeg Base, for example, mm. they will they will be open. They will invite yeah. the creativity. So mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Yeah. What do you hope to do with this? I mean, this is going to take you years, <laughs> as you said. What, what do you hope to do with this? Share it online and yeah. promote Winnipeg as yeah. the that's, mural city? Uh, yes. Because I would like to be able to say, Winnipeg is my home. I love Winnipeg. You know, we have long winters and people always ask me, why are you here? Mm. The winters are long, but I like the snow. Yeah. I, it's a family for me here, Winnipeg. I love the city. So what I would like to be able to say when people ask me what Winnipeg is famous for, I would like to say it's famous for its art in general. Because when we talk about art, we talk about museums. We have fantastic museums. Yeah. Wonderful artists here. But... You know, except for a museum, when you're done seeing the art gallery, what else, where else are you going to go? Yeah. There's a few museums, of course, but when you're done, it takes mm-hmm. a day or two. What else do you do in the city? So instead of saying, oh, yeah, go to St. Boniface and eat the food, go to the Forks, I'm going to say, we're going to go to the Forks, we're going to go to St. Boniface, we're going to go to Wolseley, but I'm going to show you the back streets and the back lanes. Look at this. There's art all over the place. And I want people to remember that because a lot of people think about Winnipeg as... Winterpeg, mm. Windypeg, yeah. Mosquito Peg. Yeah. What else is there to see? Mm. So this, I want to change the vision people have, basically, mm. of Winnipeg. Yeah. And why it's such a unique city, even in the Canadian landscape, if you think about it. Yeah. Good for you. We saw this and we thought, man, this is a great idea. You mentioned one website that has all of them. Where can people see your photographs online? Can they see your photographs online? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So they would have to go to sandrinemedia.com. Okay, spell that for me just quickly. So you spell it C-E-N-D-R-I-N-E. M-E-D-I-A dot com. So your first name, media.com. Yes. Excellent. Thank you for coming in. Sorry to bring you out in uh, Black Friday traffic, but I'm glad we're getting this out there because I think you're right. I think we have beautiful murals in this city. And that's cool to think that we're doing something that other cities aren't doing, eh? Oh, absolutely. This is fantastic. She is on her way to Edmonton, Fiona Odlum. <laughs> Where are you? Um, we are pretty close to the Alberta border right now. We're, we're Jolene, how far are we, to, are we supposed to Lloyd Minster yet? Yeah, half, half an hour away from the city of Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> and you're on your way to Edmonton for the Great Cup. I did not know about this trip to the big game until we were <laughs> texting this morning. Was it a last-minute decision? No, I've been wanting to go, and I mean, it's so close. Like, yeah. uh, you know, Edmonton is like only five hours away, so I had to go. And then Jolaine last night, she's like, I'm coming with you. <laughs> so uh, we're taking turns driving. Hal, I need you to come rescue me. <laughs> she, hit the, she hit the rumble strips four times already. <laughs> and then we, we stopped for burgers, and she said her burger was too slippery, and that's what was impacting her driving. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need to get behind the wheel. You are a you are a backseat driver, so you need to get behind the wheel, and then everything will be fine. Once you're in control, everything will be fine. Oh my gosh! Then after the slippery burger, she's like, "Get me my hand sanitizer." And so then she sanitized the speed station. She's laughing right now because she knows this is all true. Are you uh, are you work buddies there at Chorus in Saskatoon, or how do you know her? Uh, Jolene's my roommate. Oh, all right. Excellent. Who's yeah. taking care of the dogs? 
Oh, her husband is okay. Brent, so All right. we just left out a bowl of food for both of them. They'll survive the weekend. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we know that you're Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Listen, Fiona's from here, no question, but she's in Saskatoon, so she felt that she needed to cheer for the riders. Didn't seem to help them much. I believe we beat them. <laughs> in the uh, Western semifinal. True. Uh, but regardless, who will you be cheering for now when you go to the game? Will you be cheering for Calgary or will you be cheering for Ottawa? Well, as a true Ryder fan, the motto is ABC, anybody but Calgary. There you go. Yep. So, I'm all yep. over that. <laughs> I like I, that one. If I wasn't a Riders fan, I would be a Red Blacks fan because I love Lumberjacks. I love their outfit. So... <laughs> That's allowed. I have to cheer for them. That's my team. I like lumberjacks. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you very much, Fiona, for boiling it down for us. Well, listen, I just really, I do not like, I cheered as a young boy in Southern Alberta. I cheered many, many years for the Stamps, and they were horrible. So now (laughs) they beat us. We could have been in the Great Cup, but they beat us. Mm -hmm. And then their coach, right, Dave Dickinson, said some things that I didn't like. Although we are now wearing wearing that whole Canadian mafia thing like a badge of honor here in Winnipeg. We are getting T-shirts made as we speak. And uh, But I am going to cheer for Ottawa simply because I don't want the Stamps to win. And you like lumberjacks. And I like lumberjacks. Yes, right. Uh, can I ask you a couple things? So you're traveling today. That means no Black Friday shopping for you. Are you one of those people that goes out on a Black Friday or a Boxing Day to get deals or not really? Yeah, you know what? Actually, I tried to do some Black Friday shopping online today. But the two websites that I went to, they both crashed. Really? And, uh so I couldn't get anything. So I was super disappointed. And then the thing that really irritated me was um, I then checked my credit card statement and the things went through. Oh. But I, 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 I have no confirmation emails that I got any of the products. So I now have $500 of charges on my visa and I got nothing coming. Uh-oh. So I'm a little bit, I'm a bit stressed right now. Yeah, no kidding. Well, just, I, yeah. I probably don't want to know, but I'll ask the question. What did you buy online? Um, well, there is actually this really amazing um, women-run jewelry company in Saskatchewan called Hilberg and & Burke. And I know that they carry it at uh, Appelt's in Winnipeg. Okay. And in Saskatchewan, you are nobody unless you got your sparkle balls on. And, you know, I got it to get, I had to get me some more sparkle balls. And, uh, and then my, the, the computer crashed on me. Oh, boy. Isn't that something, eh? Yeah. Hey, uh, one other question. What's your, sorry, what's your roommate's name again? Jolaine. Jolaine. Okay. Uh, I'm looking through a big glass window into the uh, production part of the studio here at the Beard Brothers. Uh I'm looking at the Beard Brothers right now. I'm looking at Cam Poitras, my new producer. (laughs) He's got a big beard. And I'm looking at Dan uh, Vadabonker, who's got a big beard. He's kind of watching, seeing how things are done in here. Do you find beards, men with beards, sexy at all, uh, Fiona? And ask your roommate as well. Hey, what do you say? Be careful, okay. Fiona. Be careful. <laughs> Jelaine, how wants to know, do you like um, dudes with beards? Only if it's clean shaven. Only if it's clean shaven, tight to the face. There you go. No whisker burns. 
Yeah. She likes a good makeout sesh, right? So it's, it's yeah. well What's wrong with a little scratching? We you know? didn't need to get. We do not need to get into that. Please be careful, Cam. You're new at this position. You have to be careful with Fiona because God knows where the conversation's going to go. Um, so uh, answer me one one more thing, then, and I'll let you go. So that's uh, where okay. a roommate stands, clean shaven. What about you? I love a baby face. Yeah, baby no face. No whiskers. I get the same thing at it. home. I get the same thing at home. Jackie says clean shaven, clean shaven, clean shaven. But there is a new study out that shows men who have full beards are more attractive than men who are clean shaven. What? Yes. They talked so- to 8,500 women and they rated facial hair in this order. Number one. Heavy stubble, 10 days. That's a woman's, most women, and they talked, did I mention, they talked to 8,500 women, so they talked to a lot of women. Heavy stubble, 10 days, that's number one. Full beard, that's what the Beard Brothers have, full beards in there, would be next on the list. Then light stubble, then clean shaven. Clean shaven's at the bottom of the list. Oh, my gosh. You know know, know what Jolene just said? She said, a beard melts her hagen dawes. <laughs> Here's what the study concluded. Here's what the study concluded. Beards may be more attractive to women when considering long-term than short-term relationships as they indicate a man's ability to successfully compete socially with other males for resources. I don't know. This sounds ridiculous. Like, mm. like resources, like getting nuts and berries out of the trees. Well, I'm sure it does go all the way back to the caveman days. I, I guarantee you it does. The researchers say beards are associated with a man's age and masculine social dominance. So I am looking well, I at two beards right now, and I'm pretty much <laughs> clean shaven, and apparently... I better watch out; they might kick my butt. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come and steal your, uh, I'm gonna steal your deer meat. I'm gonna go find your yeah. cave and <laughs> right, yeah. Well, I'm officially canceling my my beard waxing session next week. I'm looking at <laughs> let it grow. It's happening. It's on. All right, travel <laughs> safely. We gotta go. We're out of time. Travel safely. Enjoy the game, and we will talk next Friday. Okay. All right, go red blacks. There she goes, Fiona Odd, because they're lumberjacks. We're going to talk to Bob Irving here in just a moment. Last night, the CFL Outstanding Player Awards were handed out. Top O-lineman went to Winnipeg Blue Bomber Stanley Bryant. He had the speech of the night as far as I'm concerned. He said this right at the end. It was beautiful. Take a listen. Most importantly, I I can't forget the big three. You know, Wade Miller, Kyle Walters, and Michael Shea best known as the Canadian Mafia. Um. (laughs) Love it. Canadian Mafia, yes. And quickly, before we talk to Bob, Jim is on the phone at 204-780-6868. Hi, CJOB. Oh, hey, uh, real quick, uh, uh, talking about the the Bombers and the Mafia. Yeah. I think the best thing would be we all dress up as our best uh, Mafia guy, Mm -hmm. men or women, and then each time we get a touchdown, give him a little Tommy gun. Sound <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. I like that. They like that. Yeah. Every time we score a touchdown, we go. Yeah, da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I like it. I like yeah. it, Jim. Good one. Okay, thanks, Al. Bye. Bye-bye. Excellent. If you want to weigh in on anything, 
We can talk Great Cup if you want today. All kinds of stuff going on. Certainly do that at 204-780-6868, as Jim just did. Let's go to the phone right now. Bob Irving in Edmonton. Good afternoon, Bob. Hey, Al. How are you? I am great. How's Edmonton? You enjoying it? Yeah, it's good. Uh, the weather's been fantastic. I guess, you know, that's kind of one of the first things we look at when yeah. we come to a Western Grey Cup in particular is it's going to be the deep freeze, and that kind of slows everything down and sets the celebration back. But it's been around zero or above uh, every day all week, and the forecast for the game Sunday is fantastic. And they're doing a great job here in Edmonton. They've got lots of things going on downtown, and the fans are rolling in now. Most of them have arrived who are coming from out of town, so there's a very celebratory attitude around this area. Well, we'll get to your prediction. You told us the other day you think Calgary's going to win. We'll get to the details of that prediction and maybe a score out of you as well. But let's start, first of all, last night the CFL Player Awards were handed out. We went two for three. Not bad. Yeah, it's kind of what I expected. I thought the Bombers could sweep all three, Hal, but I knew the top Canadian between Winnipeg's Andrew Harris and Brad Sinopoli of Ottawa was going to be a close vote, and it was. There's 60 voters for these awards, and Sinopoli won it 32-28. to 28. It was the closest vote of the night, and he had a great year. I mean, so did Andrew. It was a tough choice for the voters, and, uh, you know, no uh, no problem with Sinopoli winning. He's a very worthy winner. And, of course, uh, Stanley Bryant, best offensive lineman, and Adam Big Hill, best defensive player. I thought those would be slam dunks, and they were both won basically by landslide. So I think it's a, a real compliment to the Bomber organization to have three finalists and have two winners. Yeah. Andrew Harris, though, did have better numbers, didn't he? Well, he rushed for 1,390 yards and led the league. He had 450 yards receiving. So he does more than Sinopoli does. But Sinopoli caught 116 passes, Hal, which is a record for a Canadian receiver. And he had almost 1,400 yards, very similar to what Andrew had in terms of yardage. So, you know, again, it's hard for me to to argue that he shouldn't have won. You know, I think he's he's a worthy winner. Mm-hmm. And then I love that Stanley Bryant got up there and thanked the big three, the Canadian Mafia. <laughs> well, that brought the house down. You know, there were some comical moments. The show was was very entertaining. But when Stanley, and his very understated, he's a very soft-spoken guy, in his very understated way, he thanked uh, Wade Miller, Kyle Walters, and Mike O'Shea. And then he paused and said, you know, the Canadian Mafia. The place just broke up. It was priceless. It really was. I love that. That's fantastic. All right. So the game on Sunday, we know you think Calgary is going to win. I hope that doesn't happen. I'll be honest with you. After losing to the Stamps and then what uh, Dickinson said about our Canadian Mafia, I hope the Stamps get creamed. That's just (laughs) me. But you think they'll win. Why? And give us some details. Well, by the way, I, I think most of our listeners and fans in Winnipeg and Manitoba would agree with your sentiment yep. in terms of what they'd like to see happen on right. Sunday, Hal. Uh, there's no love lost for the Calgary Stampeders, partly because all they ever do is win mm. during the season, not yeah. so much at the end, uh, and some of those comments and things. But, uh, look, I just think they have the best team. You know, they had the best record in the league this year, 13-5. and five. They gave up the fewest points. They scored the second most behind the Blue Bombers. Their defense in that game, the West Final against Winnipeg, 
was overpowering. And I think when they make their minds up to play that way, they're very difficult to deal with. Mm. I think Bo Levi Mitchell and the entire Calgary team is highly motivated because they lost a game last year. They should have won a great cup game. They've lost two great cup games in a row, but the one last year in particular still haunts them. So I think in addition to what I believe is having the best team, I think the Stampeders have an edge in some other areas, some of the intangible areas too. So I look for them to win. Now, having said all that, one of the things that the Grey Cup has become famous for, it's it's one game on one day, and the underdog often emerges. We've seen that in recent years. Yeah. So all things all things are possible, but you know, if the game goes to what I believe is form, I think Calgary will win, and I think they'll win about 30 to, I don't know, uh, 14. Yeah, I'm just and I say this all the time with these big games. I really do, unless I've got a you know, unless the bombers were in it or something. But I really just hope for a good game. I just hope it's an entertaining game because you know we're tuning in on Sunday, and and I think we all hope for that. Well, I agree with you totally. Remember the game last or two years ago, Calgary and Ottawa went to overtime. Mm-hmm. Henry Burris had the game of his life, and Bo Levi had a good game, and the, the final score was in the 30s. I don't have it off the top of my head right now. Yeah. But it was a sensational game. It was 39-33 is what it was mm. in 2016. So if we had a game like that, again, it would be fantastic. Yeah. Now, looking ahead to next year, Bob, for our Bombers, there's been lots of talk about Adam Big Hill. Will he be here? Kind of, boy, I, I really get the sense he's probably not going to be here. Obviously, everyone wants to try and keep this core together. We talked about this year being a great opportunity, a missed opportunity. Are you feeling good about what the Bombers can put together for next year, or, or is it too early to be talking about that? Well, it is It is early because they have so many free agents, Hal. That's mm-hmm. the problem. You know, we know they're going to have their quarterbacks back and Andrew Harris and Darvin Adams and their two offensive tackles, and those are great starting points for next year because that's kind of the core of, of their offense. Drew Wolitarski, who emerged as a receiver, he's still under contract. But on the defensive side, just about all of their starters are, are free agents. Now, I think they'll get a lot of them back. We'll have a much better idea as the winter rolls along yeah. how the Bombers are looking on paper. But I think they'll be they'll be solid again next year. I have no reason to believe otherwise. And I wouldn't be so uh, discouraged about the prospect of Adam Big Hill coming back. I know some of the things he says make people feel that he's got thoughts about moving back to B.C. or moving on. But the Bombers are going to—they're going to offer him a lot of money, Hal. Mm-hmm. And at this stage of his career, that's going to be a big, uh, a big consideration for Adam Big Hill. I know he liked playing in Winnipeg, so I wouldn't rule that out at all. I think they have a a good shot at bringing him back, along with a lot of the other players that they need to and would like to resign. So I think 2016, as much as we still don't know the makeup of much of their roster, I think 2019 is going to be another year where the Bombers. Gosh, I know the fans are going to go. Here we go again. <laughs> where, where the Bombers have another chance yeah. to take a, a real good chance, <laughs> just like this year, to take a run at this thing and end that horrible drought. Yeah. Well, I hope you're right. Bob, enjoy the game. We'll see you back here in Winnipeg. Okay, Hal, thanks. Hal Anderson Afternoons, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.